but they're too busy trying to kiss each other. <laughs> Wait, I missed. <laughs> I, I I missed the. I just heard kissed each other. <laughs> Started. So welcome to another episode of Pointless Discourse. This week, everyone voted on Twitter for the topic. It was Beatles songs versus Saturday morning cartoons, and you guys voted Saturday morning cartoons. So, um, D- myself, Apocalypse, and D-Pain. We tie That's hello in Belarusian. Belarusian? Look. I've heard these words said. <laughs> Never read them. <laughs> Look, okay, you know what? I'm going to just send how I see this word right now. I'm going to post it in the chat so everyone can see what I read. Here we go, everyone. Enjoy this. So now uh, I'll spell it out for everyone listening. Now tell me I was wrong. It's spelled B E B E L A R U S I A N. Belarusian. Russian has two S's. Listen here, I failed an open book spelling test. Because <laughs> you said it, and I was like, oh, Belarus. But then you said Russian, and I was like, is that the way? You could Why's be right. Belarusian? She's <laughs> Russian over to whatever, vampire sparkle butt. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about our most and least favorites in the topic um, and announcements for this week, D-Pain. Yeah, so something that we've been saying for a little while um, is if you tweet at the podcast, we'll read it up on, on the next episode. And so we have a tweet from at DizzyBaku that says, I missed at Pointless Disco talk about... Hashtag Kazana Zero. Wah! <laughs> and then he has a screenshot of listening in there. Um, yeah. So that, that's definitely about last episode. We had Rainbow Lightbright. Once again, Rainbow, thank you for joining. And everyone that came in on there. We talked about indie games. And just shows that there's another person who loves Katana Zero. Which Katana Zero is fantastic. People should play it. Yes, and for a tiny little bit of extra shout-out, I do happen to know Dizzy, awesome content creator from New Zealand, uh, plays a variety of games. I know, I think fighting games might be his latest thing. I'm not sure. But sometimes I do have him on my stream when the when the time zones align. <laughs> <laughs> when do they align? Uh, when one of you guys are awake, <laughs> or well, I guess both, both of, you guys. of us are awake and not. Yeah, working. that'd be a little weird. That'd be a little weird if <laughs> only one. Yeah, of only us one. Is <laughs> only one is almost awake, and we're on the other one's stream. <laughs> but yes, um, but yes, appreciate it, Dizzy. And then you, I think you mentioned to me we have uh, some additional listeners. Yeah, so we'll start in the U.S. because that's where I have it open. Thank you, uh, listeners from Missouri new listener i there was one i told you earlier but then i realized they were um i realized they were already mentioned and then also welcome new zealand to the listening crew where i'm also now realizing that i need to pay more attention to this list and not just scroll down to the bottom because um it goes in percentage order and not alphabetical (laughs) yep because listener new zealand you 
skipped one, two, three, four, five, six other countries to get into the fifth spot. <laughs> Welcome. Um, I'm pretty sure that was it. Okay. So <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, and no, we don't. We don't have any other special guests that are coming on. Um, no one's doing any charity thing or special event. Yeah. Oh yeah. So all right. that's all I have. So yeah. I, do, I was gonna say we can uh, move on then to our dice roll, which we haven't done in a bit since. Uh, well, we had a guest and then a special podcast. <laughs> or no. And a special podcast? No. The Werewolves was two oh, podcasts ago. Yes, two podcasts ago. Okay, so this makes sense. Yeah. I'm checking something right now to make sure if one of those things that was on the Okay, good. I was making sure the count was right on the in the in the sheets. In the Google Sheets. Because okay. I, I now start count how many times it's been skipped and i was like is that right <laughs> we're doing accounting guys sorry <laughs> uh, welcome to behind the scenes yes so now we uh for anyone who's new here we roll dice to decide who talks first and the loser's roll decides if we talk about our most or least favorites first i'm gonna guess i lose this week well i didn't know we officially started so i was rolling and then it seemed i just kept rolling and then as soon as you said that i was like well did it roll off the table? <laughs> no, it's here. Natural one. <laughs> oh, I got a four. So I did not lose. Yeah. Well, I went from a 17 and you were still talking, so I just kept rolling. And I'm like, and then it was like, I think I lose. And it went boof, 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 one. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you landed on an odd. So we talk about our least favorites first. Yeah. Oh, this is probably where it's going to get a little controversial. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. All right. So. You know, I'm switching my two answers. <laughs> so, like, it would have been funnier if we went the other way, because I kind of have one that I have, like, an honorable mention, an honorable mention to runner up. So I guess third worst for me. But it's not because I actually watch the show or because I actually care about the show or any of its lore. And this will offend people. I know I've offended many of my friends. But Dishonorable mention. That is an excellent way. Yes, dishonorable mention. Oh. And uh, it is Digimon. I may have mentioned this before in like streams and talking with friends. But when I was young, I was like 200% Pokemon. Like, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And it was a big part of my childhood, a lot of my gaming experiences, and, like, trading cards and collecting. And uh, when I heard Digimon was coming out, I was like, oh, cool. They just copied Pokemon, but they needed digital. How cool. So I just refused <laughs> anything relating to Digimon. And my friends would be like, hey, this is cool. And I was like, no. <laughs> and they were like, will you watch this with us? And I was like, no. So that's a personal bias. I have nothing to talk about in like context of any reason why I dislike it other than um, my astrological sign is a Taurus and my Patronus from the Harry Potter quiz is a bull. So I'm going to take it that I'm double stubborn. <laughs> oh, that's a ghost animal. Yeah, your ghost animal from Harry my, Potter. I took that quiz once. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were a hyena? Yeah, I'm a hyena, which like apparently uh, like... Whenever I tell big Harry Potter fans of that, they're like, 
that ain't good. I'm like, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> I'd laugh at you and ghost. It's a, <laughs> I laughed at you and ghost. It's also a weird time to be a Harry Potter fan. Well, I guess it depends where you live in the everything with J.K. Rowling. But we're not that serious of a podcast. <gasps> <laughs> I don't even know if you follow up on it at all. I'm sure. What you... our podcast? No, J.K. Rowling and all the. I know there's some issues, and I'm like, well, didn't really care about her to begin with, so bye. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I've I've heard. I had the talkings and not so much whisperings. Oh yeah, it did become a big thing on streamer Twitter because there is a game coming out, so it's there's a lot Uh, of yeah. I heard about a lot in different podcasts, and I was like, I like, I didn't think the series was that good, guys. Like, read Dune. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah the trailer came out for your new movie yeah i don't watch trailers but i'm like i already know what happened so i probably should just watch it it's a bunch of attractive people and even better <laughs> <laughs> they got some big names on it but anyway but yes so digimon is as uh, someone in chat mentioned is my dishonorable mention thank you for that uh great to have a live audience to help you out sometimes when you're stuck <laughs> yay, yay. Clap, clap, clap. uh but my actual runner-up is smurfs uh, they make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> they uh, they came up with one of those TV no, those, those movie things. Because <laughs> like I don't know what it is like. I don't like I don't know if it's just because it was an older show and in generational kind of thing. Like I didn't understand what the point of the show was. I just remember like angry blue people yelling at each other and then going fine we'll work together finally and then doing something but i never like got joy out of watching the show yeah there's one thing i remember about smurfs and it's not even from the show you ever watch donnie darko yeah there's a whole like scene in that movie where Jake Gyllenhaal freaks out at his friends because they're all like yeah man i want a smurf fit and he's just like the concept of Smurfette doesn't even make sense because they all think that they're going to have sex and all that. But, like, if you look at Smurfs, Smurfette wasn't even a real Smurf. They're all asexual. It doesn't matter. They don't. Ex- <laughs> and he's just like, he starts freaking out. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I always remember that, that, that little mini freak out. I love that movie. It's a good we should, movie. Do we, do we have favorite movie things on our topic? No, no, I can look at that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, okay, hold on. Everything I remember about Smurfs has nothing to do with Smurfs. There's also that meme that went around where there was like, oh, you know, Smurfs are actually green. Your com- computer, your TV wasn't set up correctly. <laughs> so it's like how I mentioned last week about how like uh, tricks are, are for kids. That's why we don't see yeah. the shapes anymore. Man, that'd be great if it was true. <laughs> so, yeah, I just looked on the wiki because, like, personally, I feel like I always, like, caught the show and I didn't understand it and I would change the channel before anything. And I felt like if anything made me want to change the channel, I feel like it was probably a good contender for being shows I didn't care for. It <laughs> says that um, the storylines tend to be simple tales of bold adventure and the cast has a simple structure as well. Uh, oh, whale. Well, whale, whale, whale. <laughs> Almost all the characters look essentially alike and are mostly male, short, with blue skin, white trousers, with a hole for their short tails. They have tails. I'm looking up a Smurf. Sorry, I'm too busy to look this up on my phone. You guys are going to hear 
typing today. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're both tired. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like... And yeah, they have like the kind of like a seven dwarves kind of thing where it says most of the Smurfs. Oh, they do have tails. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they fulfill simple archetypes like lazy, grouchy, brainy. Like, I don't know. Like, it just didn't. But apparently it was comics before it ever turned into a show. Like a Berenstein bear or Stein, whatever they're called. Uh, oh, no, those were book. Those were books, right? I think these were like comic yeah. strips, kind of like um, what is it? I used to read some, like Garfield. Yeah. Oh, there's a like Scottish one. Hmm. I'm like looking at pictures now. Yeah, I had no there's... idea that they had tails. Like, do did they get rid of the tails in the mod? Oh no, they have the little ball tail. That sounds a weird description. They have the uh, bunny tail. Yeah, the little floof. Yeah. Except this doesn't look like a floof. This looks like something that would be very uncomfortable to sit on. They just always sit, like, forward, obviously. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like it would always come up as, like, something to, on TV, and I was always like, nah, I, I don't want, I don't get it. It's not for me. <laughs> And all I know now is that when I hear people talk about Smurfs, it's about people who have new accounts that are lying about their level. Yeah. <laughs> that's may have been what I first thought of when you mentioned Smurfs. I'm like, wait, no, that's not the topic. <laughs> Names to call people when you think they're better <laughs> than their account implies? What I'm liking about scrolling through this right now is the fact that you find definitely the fan art ones where they didn't realize there were tails. And they just left them out. Yeah, they got regular bottoms. Oh, there's Gargle Gargomel. Gargomel. With this cat Lucifer. Oh, right, cuz the movies have like a live action component. Or yeah. was he also in the animated series as well? He's in the animated series. Like he was the original like I I forget what his whole goal was. It was supposed to like I think it was to take the Smurfs and um like pretty much drain their essence to have eternal life or something i don't know i don't like there was a whole process of what he wanted the smurfs for which the whole concept of smurfette is um i'm looking for the name because i forget what his name is off the... yeah i just looked up his wiki uh his main goal in life is to destroy the smurfs to turn them into gold gold okay yeah i knew it was for some sort of benefit but yes he smurfette is a creation of uh gargomench or whatever his name is gargamel <laughs> gargamel yeah i immediately forgot his name so um yeah and so smurfette isn't even a real thing i like this part of his wiki not much is said of gargamel's relationships with women although in one episode an ugly witch named Hogatha, Hogatha turns herself into an attractive woman to seduce Gargamel in order to steal a magical earring from him, which he bought for his mother's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at that as well. <laughs> I just like the sentence. Like, there's not much to be said for his relationships. Oh, one time Gargamel almost got married. Oh, that's all it says on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, okay. His mummy decided that it was high time. He took a wife and introduced him to a baron's lovely daughter, Andrea, Andrea, who who did not really love him. He did not really have any feelings for the girl. Wow, this uh, this description right here, like I don't feel like reading it anymore. But it's <laughs> like, um, 
it, it feels like those English like classes where they have you like look into every different aspect of something. It's like, why do you think that person said hello to that character? What does this mean? What is the like, deeper it, meaning? Yes, <laughs> it, it it cracks me up. Like I know I've seen a few since TikToks are now making their way over to Instagram. I think I've seen like a few of them on there, but I've also seen like a few like things on on Twitter as well, where they're just like. So it's like English teacher or professor, the the shade the whatever they're called the curtains were blue because of the t- because the character is going through deep sorrow and is just sad on the inside but doesn't want anyone to know on the outside and that's how the author decided to to show this sadness and then it and then it goes like author ah, bing bam blue curtains <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, I so I read a little bit more sorry this Gargamel thing is fascinating to me because I like I don't I guess I never watched enough to see him as an antagonist or I just never mm-hmm. finished an episode says sometimes he wants to eat the smurfs while other times he wants to use them to make gold and still other times he has even more bizarre uses for them in one instance he's so mad um he shouts i don't want to eat them i don't want to turn them into gold all i want now is to destroy them and then below that it says that like the way he's discovered the village like accidentally papa smurf will cast a spell so he can't come back the last sentence of this paragraph is on other occasions gargamel would leave a pheromone trail from the village to his house but the Smurfs knew to sprinkle cinnamon on the path to keep him from retracing it. Is he an ant? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what ants do to find your food and go back to their their uh, nest? Their anthill? Oh, apparently. Rarely. Only a few times in the series, Gargamel acted on the same side of the Smurfs. In the Fountain of Smurf, Papa Smurf becomes a Smurfling. The only way the Smurfs can get him back to normal is with Gargamel's help. Wait, what's a Smurfling versus a Smurf? I don't know. Is a Smurfling a baby Smurf? This lore is too much for me. Oh, no, no. Oh, whoops. I clicked the wrong thing. Hold on. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Smurflings. They look like hillbilly Smurfs. (laughs) 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 Um... Smurflings are a group of four young Smurfs who are... The, oh, so he became a child? Is that what it was? I guess. The boy Smurflings were originally adult Smurfs who were de-aged to around 50, or 50 years old due to Father Time's backwards running grandfather clock. Oh, my... my brain. I'm glad we're reading the same <laughs> article. Like, I was reading that, and then you, like, said it out loud. <laughs> my brain hurt. They, oh, they were in a band. Anyway, so, yes, I'm going to put my runner-up. My brain hurts. I'm sure there are people that enjoy the Smurfs. The Smurfs are a long-running series and a part of culture, but, oh, my goodness, I don't. It doesn't resonate with me. And every time I saw it on, I was like, oh, no, it's not for me. Change channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I now I just want a Smurf episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, what is our what is our favorite and least favorite Smurf lore? Lore. I'd have to do so much research because I think the comics were out in how they're pretty old. Number one would be number one worst and number one best would be Gargamel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The oh, the publication date of the Smurf comics were it was a French series. 
1958. So there is a, a lot to go off of there. Look, so Smurfs, they were doing that while stinking uh, Donald Duck cartoons was like literally changing the world. <laughs> like, for, for people who don't know, so when they found the Titanic, they were like, well, how are we going to get it up? And literally, this dude remembered. Oh man, you remember that episode, that like one cartoon short when uh, Donald Duck found a sunken boat and just decided to just pump it full of ping pong balls and it floated to the surface. You think we can do that? And they're like, oh no, let's try, and it worked. <laughs> like that's just one. There's like there's a cracked article that was just like the ways Donald Duck changed the world, and there's like like oh no, there it's. It's either this dude was a the the author of it was a time traveler and <laughs> was just giving truth because like I think they like even gave an idea for like curing something in there that helps spurred the I don't know there's just like things you would like never how, expect yeah yeah and but it's not like the Simpsons level of thing where there's just so many episodes that reality just seems to like go alongside with it it's like very specific things and people are like do you think it works oh let's try it <laughs> so yeah i'll have to see if i can find that article somewhere it's a fun one yeah if you find but, it uh note to put that in the description haha <laughs> nope okay <laughs> no, just, the funny thing is i wrote the note that uh for to put to write love on her arm in the last thing and i like I actually got the whole episode and everything. I was like, this is good. And I sat down. I looked over to my left and was like, what's this? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I didn't. Fortunately, that was an easy fix. Okay. I did find the cracked article. So uh. I can send it to you on Discord so you have it. And I can read through the things really quickly. Number five. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck did Inception first. I'm not going to read into like all of yeah. it. It's uh, a fun read. I have read it. Yeah. Um, keep scrolling. Oh my goodness. This is a lot of reading just about Inception. Yeah. Number four, the, Scrooge McDuck inspires the entire opening sequence of Raiders. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck, it's not Donald Duck, but yeah. So, his impact on culture. Oh wait, I skipped too far. I, I missed three because there's a bunch of ads in here because Cracked. Yeah, because Cracked is Cracked. Uh, three, Donald Duck invents a method to raise sunken ships. Oh, okay, well, Donald Duck. Yeah. I think it's just the Duck series the in general. Yeah. yeah. Two, Donald Duck discovers a new molecule, molecule 20 years before science. Yes. <laughs> I remember that one. And number one, Scrooge McDuck created manga. Wait. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go we'll put that in the show notes if you guys want to read that i don't know do you want to show, throw that in chat while i'm sharing my thing so that people can can also or if if you throw it in the discord i can copy and paste it while while you're talking about your next one. Oh, there we go uh no that was my runner-up okay so i decided to switch my two bad ones because i'm like you know what i think my what i originally wrote it I write these down. I don't really think too much about them, but uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this. The one that I wrote in one would probably be a better runner-up because I didn't really watch a lot of it. So, it's funny. This is going to probably be really close if anyone remembers our childhood cartoon things about how 
my views on SpongeBob, how my, my family liked it, and I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, there was a show that came out. Um, oh, and by the way, everyone, I don't have answers like, like Hop that went back that far because I honestly don't ever remember watching <laughs> Smurfs, and I don't remember watching Jetsons or, or Flintstones. Oh, I had... I don't remember what channel it was, but there was boomerang. a channel. Yes, I did have Boomerang at my friend's house, but I just remember like you know you would get reruns on uh, certain Saturday morning uh, channels. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I just I don't remember watching any of them. I did like the so, Jetsons. <laughs> Jetsons were, were were neat. Like yeah. I, but like when I think of Jetsons, I remember the Jetsons movie, hmm. where uh, Cindy. It was like all being dramatic teenager because George Jetson gets the stinking uh, promotion, and she's like, "I don't want to be on the space station," and then crashes into this like hot blue alien. She's like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, like, who are you?" And he's, just, and he's like, "Well, who are you?" And he's like, "Cindy." And he's like, "Well, sister Cindy, well, you come to my rock show tonight." And then he pops into like whatever music, and he just. She's like, this is the best place ever. And it's like, of course, Blue Boy's a stinking rock star <laughs> <laughs> that she just crashes into. So, yeah, Jetsons was fun. And Flintstones, I don't know. I liked Flintstones as well. There was, like, it, like, I don't have negative feelings about it, but at the same time, I haven't watched a lot of it to be, like, absolutely positive about it. The live action movie, uh, I have fond memories of, but I feel like I should never rewatch it. Yep, there's a few things like that that I remember. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, there was a show that I remembered my my brother really, really liking. And I tried to like it. And the funny thing is, like, when I start reading the description of this, you're like, D-Bane, why don't you like this? Because you like pretty much everything this show attempts to do. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so it's a show called Cubics. Um, it sounds familiar, and I think I also just refuse to watch it. <laughs> so, for people who want to know what Cubics, I'll, I'll read the plot and setting in a second. But Cubics pretty much is a Rubik's cube robot that was a bunch of cubes that this guy that would like transform into different like forms and then go solve robot stuff. So, I'm just gonna read the plot and setting because for anyone that knows anything that of the silly animation and storylines that I like, you're like, D-Pain, that sounds like something you should like, but I didn't. So, I'm on Wikipedia, by the way. It says, Cubic, set in the futuristic year of 2044, which, man, that's getting close, <laughs> uh, is the story of a bright-eyed young boy named Connor with a deep fascination for robots. His father, Graham, doesn't have a last name. Neither does Connor. <laughs> Interesting. Future governor of last names. Uh, who dislikes all robots and has never been supportive of his efforts. Uh, that is, until they moved to Bubbletown, a city of with as many robots as people, in parentheses, uh, and the location of Robox Corp. The reason Robox Corp is global success with the EPU, Emotion Processing Unit, oh, is the EPU. That's why they're famous. Which allows a robot to develop their own unique personality just like human beings. All right, now that Connor's dream to finally be has finally become true, he finds himself with one really big problem. Everyone in Bubbletown owns a robot except him. <laughs> Shortly after his arrival, he meets his nosy neighbor, Abby, who sends her flying pet robot, Don Don, to spy on, on him. Oh, 
Okay. Great. <laughs> Feels like you didn't read uh, through this before. I uh... didn't. No, I, I didn't. I was just like, I wasn't expecting th- for all this. Like, I remember the first episode. Um, so, yeah, pretty much meets Abby. Okay, I'm giving my own, like, cliff notes of this. <laughs> uh, spy on him. Graham doesn't like the robot spying on him. Who does? Attempts to capture the Don Don. During his escape, he crashes into Don Don and knocking him out. A worried Abby, along with Connor, hops into her hover scooter. This is literally the first episode. <laughs> Rushing for the one place I can fix her friend. Pretty much, he shows up this place. It's called the Bottomwood Pit, and the owner of this is like, "Well, if you want to join my cool robot club, you got to fix any robot in 24 hours." And then the one that he chooses is Cubix, which no one has been able to fix. And it has the title as the unfixable robot. And then pretty much the villain of the story causes an earthquake. And after 24 hours of Connor trying to fix Cubix, and he's like, no, I love this broken robot. And then Cubix wakes up and fixes the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I looked up pictures of it and I recognize the robot, but I don't think I ever watched a single episode. I probably yeah. saw commercials for it and I was just like, hmm. Mm. Because it looks like it was in the U.S. in 2001, but was originally a Korean show. Yeah. So I have a question. Did the mouths look weird? Because it looks like it was just dubbed over the Korean I version. I, you can't remember. I don't remember. Like All I remember is there was like boat cubics and then hover cubics. And pretty much cubics could just turn into like other forms. And they're like, oh my gosh, dude, we're having an issue with this. Oh no, I'm going to fix them. Cubics like... I don't even know Cubix talked. He pretty much gave, like, Optimus thumbs up. Like, bada bam, <laughs> bada boom, here's your solution, baby. And it's like, okay. And then, like, but pretty much all the episodes, like, if anyone has played a Mega Man Battle Network game, it's pretty much that. Where it's like, oh, man, this technology's going nuts. Why? Oh, this person sent out this thing, which made Robot go nuts. We probably should fix that, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so... But yeah, it's, like, I don't know why, but my brother really liked it. But at the same time, my brother was pretty young when it came out. Like, he was probably in the age demographic of this show. Yeah, it looks like it was released in 2001, if I remember correctly. That's what the Wikipedia is saying. So, um, this thing went on to 2012. Oh, okay, no, it was just transferred around. I think it has several games, too, is what I saw when I was looking into yeah. it. Oh, yeah, video games. This doesn't have really cool lore like Smurfs, so sorry, It hasn't everybody. been quite so long-running. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Here's my favorite thing. When uh, it tells you the, the amount of episodes. Okay, so here's an issue I have. This is something that has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. But when episode numbers say episode 101, and I was like, there's 101 episodes? Where's the other 100? No, that's season one, episode episode one. one. And I'm like, oh, what is that? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, audio listeners. I may or may not have obtained a clock. And I also have plans on fixing a cuckoo clock. Um be prepared to hear noises in the background <laughs> from me. I really hope that didn't come over and there's just, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I need to put a time code. I want that to be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, like, pretty much it's just robot battles. And, like, these robots are treated like Pokemon, pretty much. Hmm. Where it's just like, hey, Cubix, do the thing. And Cubix's like, okie dokie, and just does it. Yeah, Sometimes I saw something they, cheesy yeah. that said uh, Cubix probably runs on the power of friendship. And that's why he can fix the unfixable robot. And I was like, all right, time to close this wiki. I'm too old for yeah. that now. <laughs> yeah, power of friendship is stupid. What can actually work off the power of friendship? <laughs> Being able to message someone randomly. Is this what it's like to own a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you answered, though. <laughs> I did answer. Um, while I think it would be entertaining to have a, a gritty Christopher Nolan reboot of Cubics, I feel like the more realistic reboot would be a Michael Bay one. Because, you know, Transformers did it, so <laughs> Cubics is next. Yeah. <laughs> Cubics just explodes. <laughs> no, he doesn't explode. He, uh, he As he transforms into a boat, then he like lands on the water, causes massive tidal waves, and destroys city. But I want Boom. the animation to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Good old... Uh, We'd finally discovered how to 3D animate, so we're going to make these weird shapes. Yeah. 2000s was the time. Yep. <laughs> and now, like, I don't know, like, I kind of like the fact that they just go all in with the whole world, because it's uh, it's a little bit jarring to... I, I know they do this in the, the Berserk movie, where... There's drawn animated people, and then all of a sudden, there's CGI soldiers running around. They do that in quite a few, like, yeah. animes, yeah. Like, they'll do some background characters in CGI, or certain fight scenes in CGI, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I was reading something where they said there was an anime thing where, like, the only CGI stuff was, like, magic effects. Mm. So it made magic pop out more than like from the world mm -hmm. but i don't i don't remember what it was but i'm like that like that would make sense if because like that's the problem with some of the cgi like i'm just specifically thinking of the berserk one where um the armor and everything looks too clean and mm -hmm. like too it doesn't look flexible enough with everything else in there while i don't know it's like I, like, if it was magic effects and just, like, that, like, that stuff should look out of place and weird because magic is flipping weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that sounds more like an artistic choice and not just, like, uh, you have funding for CGI, use it. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like some animes do that where, like, there's a character and it's like, I can turn into a dragon, and then they're, like, a CGI dragon, and I'm like, oh, you could have drawn that. <laughs> it's like, I wish you didn't. <laughs> So. Yeah, but, but anything else on Cubics or no? Like it was just I remember my brother really liking it and I didn't. Like this is like I that was this is one of the like I had a lot of trouble. Like I when I message chopped and like hey we still good for today. I also wrote I don't remember like I like I forgot to finish my list. I had a, a really hard time writing these ones up especially like the ones i didn't like like i don't really have really strong arguments for any of no like i don't have anything particularly like strong for it other I, than now i have i have some good arguments for the one i put as my favorite <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyway right. but yeah that's all i have about cubix it should just be remembered hey putting this discourse talked about that and never be thought of again 
Fast forward to when we have a guest like, I remember the Cubix episode, and it was my whole purpose to get on the show and tell you how great a show it was. And then that's the end of that episode. We'll, just, <laughs> we'll, we'll kick that person off right away. <laughs> Sorry, future person. <laughs> wow. But okay. Watch it be my brother. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> You're safe for now. Right, go ahead. All right. So my least favorite is something that I considered, I just thought it was terribly boring. I remember it was iconic, it was easy to see, I had recognized the name from a lot of other forms of media, like books and cartoons and like movies, I think, and every time I heard the theme song start and saw the yellow coats walk across the screen, I was like, nope, changing the channel. New Adventures of Madeline. I have no clue what this is. <laughs> Do you know who Madeline is? It's like... It, it, is that the... She's got the little yellow coat and red hair, and she gets into adventures and, like, does everything uh, against the abbey that she lives in, in France. Yeah, no, I'm drawing a total blank. All right. I just remember, like, I never really liked the character herself, because she's kind of that whole... I understand having the kind of character where it's like hey i'm gonna go like do things and be rebellious and show that you don't have to like do everything you're told all the time but like i don't know the show was just so boring to me like and there's a bunch of iterations of it if you look into like madeline in general like i think they said there's an animation in like the 90s uh there's like cartoons there were movies like she's a pretty like established character character but the one in pers- uh, the one TV series specifically that I was thinking of is called um, The New Adventures of Madeline, which I think is in 95 they came out with some episodes of it. Yep. I have the IMDb up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like every episode is literally just Madeline and blank. So it's like Madeline and the Lost Crown, Madeline on the Orient Express, Madeline on the Dinosaur Bone. Like, I understand, like, sometimes you're just like, Madeline's the main character, and she's dealing with something. But at the same time, as a kid, you know, on the old days, when you were channel surfing, you would get the title of the episode and maybe, like, half a line. And, like, I would just read it and go, I don't care about Madeline and her dinosaur bone. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm looking at... Oh. So, this would have been on ABC. Mm Mm-hmm. I watched. I was a WB boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just flipped through them as like different things were on and off, and like I don't have particular memories as to like why I do. Oh, there's a show on here that I do really like. Sorry, there's like related oh. shows listed that are French, so like Inspector Gadgets on here. But there's another show oh, yeah. that I might have as like an honorable honorable mention. Oh, double honors. Yeah, but it's woo. Almost dropped my oh. phone. Haha. <laughs> But no, I don't know. I just remember seeing it and I just like, I didn't care about the characters. I didn't think it was like an interesting storyline. And it was just like, I think she gave me the same vibe as like uh, Annie from, what is the musical? Are the they Green s- Gables. <laughs> no, uh, Hard Knock Life. Little, oh. little orphan Annie. And it just felt like, yeah. I was just like, well, she is just, oh, it's literally just called Annie. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm good at things, but I don't know. <laughs> it's just like she, an, an incredibly unrelatable character to me getting into trouble and going, what do you mean I'm in trouble? I'm the main character. I'm like, I, uh, 
what am I supposed to do as a viewer? Am I supposed to feel sorry? Am I supposed to root for you? Am I supposed to be the bad person? <laughs> I want someone like that in a uh, in like a, an action anime where it's just like they go and fight and then they get punched and they're just like, I can't lose. I'm the main. Ca actually, I just realized it's one of most my... animes actually. <laughs> Well, what I was about to say... They don't um, say like, it like that. No, but... like, I want that context, and I realized there might be one coming up that fits that bucket. So I'm going to stop that conversation there. Oh, is it one of the <laughs> webtoons you, you're reading? Or you read? Oh, webcomics? no, no, no. Not a web... Like, one of the different shows that might be mentioned in this podcast. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And I would like to also mention... Who does in chat <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anywho um it's really funny looking at this uh wiki page not wiki page to imdb because man everyone looks i don't know okay and the majority of the people look kind of old because <laughs> i'm just like i'm sitting there and i'm like oh man oh like the voice actors or yeah but okay. then it's then it's like i see a picture of someone that's like kind of i'm like well you kind of look like you're the same age as me in this tiny little picture that i see of you let's click on yeah let me see one. if i can actually get like a episode synopsis instead of me just complaining about it because i could just be misremembering what annie or not annie wow mixing everything up what madeline's character is actually like but i feel like let's see let's see if i can find a character well, background i I can no longer call these people old looking because I clicked on one that looked young and I realized that they, we have the same birthday. We're literally a year apart. <gasps> so, yep, all these people look the right age. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are as exactly as they should be. No questions. That means about this person it. voice acted in this episode. Uh, they were only in two episodes. So, when they were 10. Okay, yeah. Or 11. Yeah, 11 Madeline's part of the a book series. Yeah, so Madeline is a media franchise that originated as a series of children's books. Oh, this person was in Hamtaro. Sorry, I'm on a, like, a oh, completely Hamtaro's different thing. Oh, Hamtaro's a good show. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just scrolling through. I was like, looking at this person. I'm like, you're literally one year older than me. Who are you and what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 off that Wikipedia and not with well IMDb. Go ahead, continue. I'm just trying to find like her character arc because like all I see is in the first book it says Madeline gets sick, is taken to the hospital, and has her appendix removed to the envy of all the other girls. What? Oh, she's she. This show sounds great. <laughs> the book focuses on twelve girls in a Catholic boarding school in Paris. Yeah, I I see pictures in there. She's like, okay, so for I'll I'll explain what I see. There's two different pictures. There's one that looks like she's in a yellow raincoat with a yellow hat, but the top is kind of like cat ears coming out of the top, um, which I'm assuming is a bow or something. But it's just a, a very happy child with red hair. Yeah, I'm no just trying to find like factors. She has gloves on too. She's a Mario. She's a Mario. I just want to know like her character. Actually, I think I have seen some of these 
like I don't remember looking anything at stills about of it. it. Yeah, like looking at stills. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw like maybe an episode or two, but never. It never, like, it never like sunk in. So yeah, okay, I take this back. I think I have seen, but then again, like. What the heck is this? Yeah, so scrolling through, I finally found a personality for this girl. Madeline has a penchant for mischief, often making Miss Clavel, the caretaker at the boarding school, nervous of her and the other students' well-being, though this has considerably been toned down in the animated series, being portrayed as more proper and obedient. While initially indifferent, if not outright hostile towards Pepito at first, the two did develop an amicable relationship afterwards. Madeline is well-liked by the other girls due to her ability to take charge and sunny disposition. Is Pepito a boy? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just wasn't expecting yes to be said like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Pepito is also dressed different. I'm like... I just scrolled through in the first line on this Madeline wiki. Yes, she has her own wiki in entirety. Uh, it says, Pepito is arguably the best supporting character in the Madeline series as and Madeline's next-door neighbor. Well... There's a lot of supporting characters. To say he's arguably the best is intriguing Well, when to your me. name is in the title, does that mean everyone's your supporting character? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Hi, I am your caretaker, and I am very important in your life. You're a side character. Pepito looks like Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the haircut. No ears. Actually, no one in this show has ears. No wonder there's a listening problem. They don't have any way <laughs> to hear anybody. But yeah, I just remember I would hear the theme song for this show and I would just be like, next, next channel, whatever other channel is on. <laughs> um, this one, she's in New York playing baseball and then two pictures down, she's a sad Sherlock. Yeah, sh- much mischief. I think I think it was one of those shows kind of like Magic School Bus where it was supposed to be a girl and like big imagination but I felt like she her imagination was just getting in trouble or it was like Magic School Bus which I also enjoyed. Ooh, excuse me. Which I feel like should have been on this list but I watched Magic School Bus at school and not Same like here. as a Saturday morning cartoon. But, that was educational. Yeah. Who watches that on a Saturday? <laughs> oh, hey, I found the episode when she gets her appendix taken out. Because they're all in the kitchen. Or maybe they in all the live kitchen. in the kitchen. They're, they're, I first I thought it was a hospital because they had all these cots set up. But no, there's all these kids living in, in the kitchen. Here, I'll... Uh, I don't want to know that she got her appendix taken out in the kitchen of the boarding that, school. That's why her, mischi- like, her being mischievous and like, disrespectful went away. They're like... Remember when we took your appendix out in the kitchen? We made everyone watch. <laughs> Nobody disobeys me now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, like, as I looked at that show, I don't remember anything about it. Except, like, there's one shot in there where it's, like, they go into a place and it looks like kids are in, like, a suit of armor. <laughs> and it's, like, that that seems familiar. Do I remember anything about it? No. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah. So, my arguments are not valid, I think. Not good. But I know it was one of the shows that I would hear start up and immediately change the channel. Don't worry. Your argument is about to seem a lot more valid when I give my worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to share about it or? No, I think that covers about all I can cover about from what I remember. Okay. Um, interesting. I'll just leave that up there. <laughs> There's some, like, I was like, that name seems familiar. And I clicked, I'm like, oh, my number one and two are tied together in a way I never thought. Um, so, yeah. Okay, guys, prepare for your disappointment uh, uh, hats to be affixed because my number one bad is, well, I put I wrote down two for this one because they kind of are in the same vein to me. And it might have already been mentioned. I wrote Pokemon and Digimon. <laughs> I love Pokemon. So, here's the thing. I like the concept of Pokemon and Digimon. I like the monsters and creatures that are in there. Like, I like, even though they're a little bit different, like, um, and, and like, even though, like, whatever, but it's still like, hey, here's creatures, they're cool, they do fighting things, neat. But I could care nothing about that world. (laughs) So, I'm like... Like I'll go off Pokemon a little bit. Excuse me. I'll go off Pokemon a little bit more because I don't know. Like Digimon, even though it was like I don't even know anything about Digimon except for when they came back to Japan, and then I'm like, okay, well now there's this unowned Digimon with a cat with like dinosaur gloves. Oh uh, yeah. And then I just remember the story arc because main character's little brother didn't go to Digiworld or whatever it's called and was like, oh, well, I want a Digimon like Big Bro and it's like, this one's like, I have a Digi Crystal or whatever it is, but no no human. And they're like, want to be buds? Sure. And then that one became an angel. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I also know there's a Digimon that has the ability to fuse uh, light and darkness, and then they're like, how do we animate this? I don't know. Just make one of those black and white checkered floor te- things, <laughs> and all their attacks is that. <laughs> it's like, okay. or just make it gray. But, <laughs> anywho. Pokemon is a little bit of a, I guess, better example, where it's just like, as a video game, it makes a good concept for it. Or it's mm-hmm. just like, go around, collect the badges, collect the things, do the whatevers. As a show, which there's a lot of shows that I think like that were based off video games when they try to do the video game as a cartoon doesn't uh, translate as well. And it's... Uh, I feel like this is one of them because it's just like, okay, we... We went through, and it's like, okay, Ash, well, we want, we can't give you one of the main three because Pikachu somehow is the mascot already. So now we got to do that. And it's like, that's fine. That's storytelling. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Well, you're such a bad trainer that you have to go and, like, like I don't know, Pikachu somehow has to become OP. But then, like, the whole thing to me when I was watching that is just like, okay, go to the gym. Get the gym badge. Get the thing. And you had this incompetent uh, team rocket that are just there doing their thing. And it's like, do they ever succeed? Like every like once out of every season, but like it, 
honestly, like it just felt like it was humans being mad at humans, and then Pokemon were kind of there. While, and I know I made this comparison, I think, in the Pokemon episode, but the Pokemon manga, the like, there was times where Pokemon, like, and they weren't just like weird freakazoid giant versions of them of themselves, but like, they they would come through and it's just like, okay, well, no, we have to like be aware because there's going to be like a flood of uh, whatever the rats are and just like destroy the town or there's literal fire Pokemon over there that are setting the forest on fire. Like we have to go handle that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it put like realism, I guess, in this show because it's like, I just remember when Ash got, uh, Oh my goodness! I almost said Firemon. What's his name? Charmander. 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 Firemon. Um, <laughs> no, that'd be Digimon naming. Yeah, true. It it will turn into like a potato, and when it finally that's my that's the thing I like the most about Digimon. They start off as one thing, and in the end, they become a tank. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just like they just see this Charmander just walking around, like even before it rains, and it's just like. Dude, that tail is literally fire. Why is this fire not catching anything on fire? And there's probably some deep lore that they're like, well, actually, it's not a real fire. It's just the symbolization of his soul or something stupid. <laughs> and it's like, no, that his butt should set things on fire. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It, it's just it felt like, I don't know, the except for like the movies, like when Mewtwo showed up and killed people. Like, it, it felt like, Pokemon should be a much more of a threat in this world or at least be something of concern rather than I'm going to go beat this animal up and then throw a ball at it. (laughs) (laughs) I I have like I put so I'll say it now I put Pokemon as a runner up as like my third honorable mention (laughs) for my favorite show but my memories of it are very different like I I don't know if it's because I am a little bit younger so when I watched it I picked up on different things but like you're a bb <laughs> the, um, the things the that i <laughs> the things i remember most of it are like yeah all the people were kind of like dumb like all the humans were dumb and annoying but i for i recognize that but a lot of what i remember from it are like the weird the not weird oh if i say weird relationships that makes it uncomfortable but like, well, you said the, it. So now that's what I'm looking at the lens through. Uh, the emotional relationships that can develop, like, um, uh, one episode I remember making me cry that will probably make me cry if I actually watch it again because I'm very nostalgic. The Butterfree episode. I don't know if you've seen that one, but Ash has a Butterfree that he raised from a Caterpie, if I remember correctly. But Butterfree have like the like a migration cycle, and. Uh, Butterfree fell in love with a rare pink Butterfree and the only way that Butterfree or Butterfree had to basically like ask Ash for permission to leave him forever and that was like a that was a whole thing where they were like oh I've known you for like Ash doesn't age so I don't know know. he's eternally 10 (laughs) years old forever but like he killed the smurfs for their (laughs) eternal power but you know what I mean like he's had he's basically raised Caterpie from being Caterpie to Metapod to Butterfree and Butterfree's like I'm in love 
but I gotta go and Ash is like that whole like well if you love something you gotta let it go and it was sad um there's the and then looks at Pikachu except you well Pikachu, <laughs> no, Pikachu's an interesting one because they kept uh everyone told Ash that Pikachu has to be better and to be better Pikachu needs to be Raichu but Pikachu yes, would I remember that episode yeah. yeah Pikachu would actively get mad at him so and then mm. the other episode that I remember clearly is Dragonite, where they have the Pokemon oh, researcher. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he I mentioned it in the Pokemon episode. But yeah, you've got Bill the researcher who exists to research Pokemon, but not to capture them. And then like mm-hmm. it has that whole like Dragonite thing. But then like they double back on their own lore where there's more Dragonites because in the games everyone can have a Dragonite if they look hard enough. <laughs> yeah, no, like, so, like, I'm not saying that every episode is bad. Like, it, I don't know. I, I think the one, the examples you gave, I think, are are very good examples of good episodes. But it's just, I, I guess where I come also up with, Also, the like, Meowth episode. I don't know if you know that one. Oh, uh, when when it tells, it's, it shows why he can talk. Yeah, that episode makes yeah. me sad. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not saying that every episode of Pokemon is like garbage child poo <laughs> but it's there's like the, the concept of the world as a whole where it's like besides those isolated incidents like i feel like pokemon should like be a lot more of a threat than they are and it, it could be the fact that it's just like i think it's because the sh- marketing and, and yes and i know it's not a show yeah. for adults but it's like it's me <laughs> It's like, you looking back on it. Part of me looking back on it, but it's just like, I don't I, I just know, remember I being a kid. kid. I just remember when I was a kid, I used to think some Pokemon episodes were too dark, like Cubone's backstory and the whole Lavender Town Tower. You mean you don't want to wear your mom's skull around? And have to go and absolve her spirit haunting a tower from assaulting people so that Lavender Town can stop being doom and gloom. <laughs> Like, I can hear the music from that town from the Pokemon game in my head, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's... But, like... I think... Or, and, like, even if it's not, like, all the Pokemon, like, shouldn't the legendary Pokemon at least be, like, more of a threat than rather, like, there's these cool... There's that cool bird again. Look at him go. Oh, I, But I think the reason they're legendary is because they're elusive and they just don't want to be found. Like, it's that weird, like... It's a neat story device to make people play Pokemon long enough to get strong enough Pokemon. Yeah. So then they like, just oh yeah, in the video game it. it totally makes sense in a show because like in the manga that when they go and talk about the legendary Pokemon, like they literally can't catch them. Yeah, and the main character is out for like I don't... fifty episodes because he like pretty much almost dies. Yeah, I don't know if he, they ever. I don't know if in the show he ever captures any legendaries. If he does, I don't remember. I think only in the games. Doesn't he catch that star? Isn't there like a star one? Oh, what? Jiju. Like, and anything <laughs> past the original 152, you can't ask me questions about. Or 151. <laughs> I watched the entire series and the movie. I think. I think the last Pokemon movie I watched was a 2000, Pokemon 2001. Pokemon, was that uh, the title when, of it? Yeah, that, I'm 
that was the name, I believe. That's one where that's one when everyone cries and they're like, "No, the showrunner's dead." Quick. No, that was uh, no. I think that's just Pokemon, the movie. Pokemon. I thought Pokemon two thousand one was the one with the unknown. But I don't know. I didn't watch any of the movies. Yeah. Where the legendaries with the dogs, not the birds. Uh. Because there's fire dog, ice dog, yeah. lightning dog. I just remember <laughs> Feist Dog in Super Smash Brothers because it was great just to throw in people and just like, sup, losers, and then just made the whole stage explode. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So I, I, I see what you mean because like the way you talk about Pokemon is how I feel about Naruto. But... <laughs> Turns out I just hate anything from that time period. But like for me, like when I yeah. watched Pokemon, I was the right age to not to still be able to connect with that world. But when I was when Naruto came out, I watched it and went, none of this makes sense to me. Why are they fighting about stupid stuff? They have cool Hokage powers that they're training for, but they're too busy trying to kiss each other. <laughs> Wait, I missed. I, I I missed the. I just heard kissed each other. In Naruto, they have the cool uh, Hokage powers, but a lot of them just worry about who can kiss who. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I was trying to remember. I'm like, what are we talking? Like, I was like, why? Why is Naruto? Why did that come? Oh, so, yeah, we talked about this on our TFT stream. <laughs> <laughs> Where Sasuke's boy crazy. No, one boy crazy, and Ino was same boy crazy. Therefore, cannot be friends. I feel she, like growing she up... She also hits on Naruto. Because <laughs> she's a bad person. I heard canonically she also uh, did things with Kakashi, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that show's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, I can see where you say, like, with the Pokemon universe, it's like... But I think it's because you also read the manga. It's probably also warping it, too, where you got to see Pokemon taken in a way that wasn't the... Happy-go-lucky ten-year-old yeah. winning at the world when the world should should actually be hard for him. <laughs> yeah, it's like because I'm just trying to think because uh, even though is really funny because um, the reason they took Red out of the manga after he fought um, what is his name after he tried to capture Arcuno. Is just like they go and find him and then find the ice coffin that he was left in, but then broke out. Like they just find like this ice coffin of him. I know I talked about this in the last Pokemon episode, but then they're like, so, so wait, why couldn't any he come back? Well, it's like it turns out when he was force frozen like that, he lost all his memory. And then also when he was like ripped out of the thing because he didn't have Pikachu or anything, like I forget who saves him. But, like, I think one of the fire Pokemon, like, like was knocked out and then wakes up after Pikachu is, like, blasted away. Um, just, like, melts the back and rips Ash, not Ash, sorry, Red out of the ice coffin thing. And they're just like, um, so wait, what was wrong with Red? Oh, yeah, like, he lost all that memory until recently. Also, when he was stuck in ice coffin, like, and he was ripped out he really hurt his wrist and couldn't throw pokeballs oh like, what a lazy excuse i'm like but <laughs> but you don't need to throw him like uh, he's got a like yeah he doesn't have his mane because his mane's running around with yellow now which he, he has like another hand and he could just like 
No, it was both. Oh, both both wrists. It was both both wrists. (laughs) Both wrists were unthrowable. (laughs) Well, not you don't throw your wrist, but they could not handle the power of the throwing. Could could he uh, like hacky sack his pokeballs? Oh, now that would be a cool trainer. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, it's like looking at like the Pokemon trainers themselves. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't even make sense because like you like I'm regular ten year old control ball boom and but then it's like you get a little bit farther and then there's like the psychics and then there's like almost like well why do you even need Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> you yourself, yeah, like the electric. You gym are guy. a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, the electric gym guy is like uh what was he like essentially ex Navy and he's like yeah I yeah. just have a gym because like like power and it's like you already seem to have a lot of power you literally control the power grid of the city sir (laughs) yeah it's like i'm pretty sure if you wanted to lieutenant surge or whatever it is you could punch this pikachu out of existence (laughs) and then just beat up this child (laughs) however i I do remember the creators or someone said like they're like yeah this does make sense like why why do the gym gym people get harder as you go on or get more pokemon and they're like oh we got to close this um uh whatever it's called plot hole and it's just like yeah well the gym leaders actually like look at the power of the person that's coming in and then pick their pokemon like accordingly so that way they just don't like have like some little easy easy pokemon for like someone that's super high level imagine if that actually happened in the games It'd be interesting. It would make it a lot harder to win. You go like, oh, you've got yeah, yeah. electric Pokemon. I'll come with Brock Pokemon. They're like, haha, I have backup water Pokemon. Well, no, I don't think they changed the type. It's just their team, they they change. Like, so that what, or like how strong they are or however many Pokemon. Because like when you first face Brock, he just has two. He has Rock Snake and Rock Arms. Rock with arms. Yeah. And then, uh, and then when you go up to... to the, the misty one she got star one and star two and then uh, i think she has star another me one and star you twice <laughs> <laughs> but now it's uh yeah it, it's just <laughs> i don't know but then like as you go on there's like gyms that have like four and but and they get stronger and they're just saying like yeah the reason that happens is that they they look at you and they're like okay this is your ability or like they look how many other badges you have and then they like up the difficulty with their pokemon or something i like how in the game they just made it so like you can't even face me until you beat the other guy yeah go back to the other town you went in the wrong order (laughs) yeah but like could you imagine that in real life like oh sorry you didn't get like um leaf grass gym badge i don't know what any of the badges are called and they're just like but you guys are literally in the the town next over that would take me longer to go down there to grab that go get it <laughs> i mean but. it's just it's just an experience a very long experience of the dmv i'm oh, sorry you're in uh line three you should have gone to line two to get your paperwork but did you go to line one first to pick up the paperwork <laughs> okay now imagine if you started at gym eight and they told you oh no you got to go at this gym oh no like okay and then you go down to the next gym and you're like no sorry you gotta go to this gym and you go through all eight gyms backwards and then you find it's like oh welcome to your first gym are you ready to start your battle but like by that time you're like battle hardened and just like yes i am <laughs> like <laughs> are tenders supposed to have scars and beards <laughs> sorry it's all good 
So, but yeah, I don't know. Pokemon World, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and I realized we talked a lot about about the Pokemons, but um, it just shows that that show for children is is total nonsense. <laughs> I feel like any show for children, when you if you think about it too hard, my favorite show for children's Invader Zim. But that makes sense. <laughs> Number two, Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> My favorite thing about Invader Zim is in the first episode, it's like, didn't we exile you? I quit. Wait, what? I quit being exiled. <laughs> Let me back in. Yeah, and then it's like, it's not even till like season two or three where you see the planet he was exiled to and you're like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he destroys it. But. Well, no, he. <laughs> it's a fast food restaurant he gets exiled to. <laughs> oh, that one, right. Sorry. I'm. The reason he got exiled was because yes, he. Because destroyed he blew it. up the home planet. <laughs> I also like how he escapes in that episode, too, where he cooks himself into a meal because he can't leave because he has, like, an exploding, like, uh, necklace. <laughs> so he just goes He's and. He's not allowed boom. to go anywhere, yeah. So, okay. We spent a lot of time on Pokemon. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's like you said. You knew I wouldn't agree with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew a lot of people weren't going to agree with me. But, yeah, like, as I said, like, for Pokemon and Digimon, I like the creatures, and I like the concept of what you do with those creatures. It's just how they... And I'm speaking more about Pokemon in this, but it's, like, the way that world goes forward, it's, like... I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I feel like the Pokemon on their own should be more of a threat. And like, I don't know, maybe the world before, because like, here's the other thing I also have to realize is that when we get into Pokemon, it is well beyond Pokemon year zero when they couldn't capture or like with technology, any Pokemon. Yes. We are at the point where there were established trainers, professors, nursing stations officers yeah. yeah so it's like i don't know maybe if it was like pokemon Z year zero where stinking like uh, like just think about it, you literally catch a ghost <laughs> like <laughs> they would make tv shows a lot more interesting but you could yeah you could finally catch ghosts yeah i would watch tv <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the people going, did you feel that chill in the air? Yeah. Well, like, here's the other thing. Why don't terrorists use more electrocutes? Just tell them to self-destruct. <laughs> like, okay. Here we go. <laughs> did they? I don't know that they... Well, I guess they claim that they had, like, similar organizations with different groups. But I don't think Pokemon ever took itself that uh, seriously that it well, decided to jump into that topic. Yeah, they're too busy. I don't Selling know. as I plushies. said, the manga, the manga, is worth reading because like it's it. I, I don't know. I feel like it grounds a lot of things because like I don't know. My other favorite story is where they told kids don't sit right next to the TV, otherwise you're gonna go into seizure <laughs> because of the light bright colors. Well, I mean, they did not air the Porygon episode in the U.S. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, well, we talked about what we don't like for long enough. Um, so, uh, what is your what is your number two 
Or do you have runner-ups for your bests? I said my runner-up for my best, which is your oh, worst. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> uh, my other runner-up, well, my actual runner-up, I originally was Pokemon, talking to Strider, I changed it to Scooby-Doo. All right. Because I did watch a lot of Scooby-Doo growing up. Me and one of my childhood friends, anytime a Scooby-Doo movie was released, we rented it from our local uh, VHS rental store. I don't remember the name of the local store anymore. It has since closed, but we it was before we had uh, Blockbuster memberships. Okay. <laughs> it was that kind of local establishment. But yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, Scooby-Doo as a whole, I don't even remember, but I think I actually started watching the original ones as reruns, and I don't remember what channel would have aired them, but I just remember it was just a consistent thing, and I just... Oh, it's fun. It's goofy. It's ridiculous. I never went in trying to like as a kid. I didn't want to solve anything. I just wanted to hear Scooby go rut row, rut row, and Shaggy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shaggy's the one that said Jinx, right? No, Jin- Jinkies. Was no, Jinkies is Velma. Velma. Like Shaggy Scooby had a catchphrase Shaggy too. Was like, yeah. It's like, hey Scoob, what are you doing? <laughs> Zoinks? It's not exactly, yeah. Zoinks, that's what it was. Yeah. And then the whole awkward tension between Daphne and Fred, yeah, I didn't I didn't care about that. But yeah, those vanilla characters. <laughs> oh no, we have to save Daphne. Because technically she's got the right trail for the person, but she's in the trap again. I like all right, hold on, I'll finish with your, your point then. No, but I just remember, like, I don't remember any episode of Scooby-Doo that I didn't enjoy. Some of the newer movies, I feel like, have been hit or miss because they keep trying to... I feel like instead of just going through and enjoying Scooby-Doo as a series, I feel like they keep trying to revamp Scooby-Doo to convince me I should feel some different way about Scooby-Doo. Like, I remember watching the live-action movie... Um, I forget the name of all the actors in it, but they actually put like uh, magical rituals that cause things to happen. And I was like, yeah, but the point is that they're meddling kids and it's like the groundskeeper who's jealous of the guy because he's getting replaced. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the TV, no, sorry, not TV shows, the movie started doing that as well. Yeah, the animated movies did too. One of my favorite ones was, I think cyberspace yeah yeah and that, that one and that one it, yeah was a literal like electric entity that lived in computers yeah and in the end they had to face themselves but evil <laughs> sorry for the spoiler for like a probably 15 year old movie <laughs> is it only 15 years old i feel like it's I 20 i was i was just giving a general general year i don't know when it came out <laughs> but yeah like Yeah, so just like the internet IRL, <laughs> just fighting our worst versions of ourselves. Oh yeah, there's the hex witches too that keep coming up. Oh where... yeah, I love the I love that song. And they can one of them can actually like cast. Or was that one of them can ca- actually can't the all of them actually do magic and it's just like no. now we just don't play music. Actually, no, no, or... no, they can't. Oh wait, no, they get possessed, don't they? Yeah, one of. That's what happened because yeah. I believe uh, everyone thought they were witches and they're like, no, we're just. I forget what it's called, Wiccan? And then, yeah. and then, like, Shaggy was like, that's a witch, right? They're like, no, it just means we respect the Earth. 
<laughs> and they did that whole lesson for kids, like what a Wiccan is versus a witch. Yeah. Fun thing is, though, it's like there's a Marvel character called Wiccan, and he's a warlock. <laughs> he just <laughs> casts spells. <laughs> he also is dating um, Hulk Jr., whatever his name is. I think his name's Hulkling. There's too many characters in Marvel. But, yes. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is that uh, I think one of my favorite Scooby-Doo episodes isn't even a Scooby-Doo episode. It's the crossover event with Johnny Bravo. Yes, I cannot be seen without my sunglasses. <laughs> and then the whole time he's just hitting on Daphne and Fred's like, hey, like getting mad in the corner. <laughs> Oh man, dude, I love Johnny Bravo so much. <laughs> He's not a Saturday morning cartoon to me. No, but... but I do know that like Strider, I've uh, I've caught him and his family making jokes about. I think he was like in the Johnny Bravo episode. They were like, "What are the food groups?" And he said one of them was pants. <laughs> <laughs> There's another episode where <laughs> the power goes out, and like. The, he like went to bed at 12 and the power goes out and like the clock reset to 12 o'clock and he's like oh my gosh the time is frozen and it's just like anytime he enters a scene it's just everyone's like like just frozen so it's just like he goes outside and there's a traffic jam but like right before he goes outside they're all like hey guys what if we all just look at the clouds not honk our horns for like 10 minutes they're like oh oh yeah yeah okay that's cool and they do that and like johnny bravo comes out he's like oh my gosh <laughs> like time's frozen and then uh he goes into a restaurant and the light flickers and everyone's like wait a second what's happening and, like the whole restaurant's just staring at the lights and he just as the light flicks and turns back on he goes in and just starts eating everyone's food and then runs out and the light flicks over again and they're like that's crazy <laughs> so it's just that show was fun but uh, Strider corrected me in chat. It's Garden Hose was a food group, not Pants. <laughs> no, Johnny awesome. Bravo is a whole nother thing. I like the episode where he goes into space. <laughs> and he, he saves the Earth because he doesn't have a brain. <laughs> okay, no. We're... Yeah, but no, like Scooby-Doo, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like if I were to try and explain it to anyone that hasn't seen it, I feel like I wouldn't do it justice. Because it was... For me, it was like my first introduction into um, what's the? Uh, it's a British term for when they do the chasing. Is it Benny Hill, where they do the music? Yeah, that one. <laughs> that my the, well, it's the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, that's, that's the, the theme. The it is. Yeah, but uh, that whole bit where everyone's running through doors and can't seem to catch each other, and then runs into each other and does goofy things and like regrets mm -hmm. it, and then. Yeah, that was my first introduction to that, and I used to think that was the funniest thing ever. I didn't care how many times they used that in an episode, or in the series. It was just like, oh, they're chasing the ghost through the doors, and there's 13 doors in the hallway. <laughs> it's the scene! <laughs> and all the characters, I feel like it kind of did a very enjoyable thing where none of the characters were written deeply into, if I remember right, in the original series. You just, like, had the characters, and they just were themselves in whatever situation it was it's yeah it's like you had your cowards and then sometimes velma joined the cowards or the lovebirds or she's like you know what heck with y'all i'm just gonna research this myself mm -hmm. i'm gonna have my magnifying glass 
Yeah, but it's just like, you know she's getting her glasses knocked off, and when she gets her glasses back, it's because the villain handed her her glasses. Because they're too nice, because they're not actually bad guys. They just yeah. want to scare people. <laughs> so, that's lovely. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Scooby-Doo, like, it was just a, a very interesting... I don't know. A unique thing, I guess. It was just like, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things, like, I don't think they'd be able to um, recreate now. Because, like, they obviously have tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still enjoyable if you, like, you take whatever you want from them. Like, the old one or the new ones? Uh, the new ones, when they try to bring it back, like... I'll still give them a shot, but it is, I guess they had to add actual spooky stuff happening because, like, we all have phones now. Like, if I ran into, yeah. like, a weird situation, I'd Google, uh, what does glowing gunk on my ceiling mean? <laughs> and they'd probably be like, it's probably glow-in-the-dark slime. And I'd be like, yeah, it's just slime. <laughs> Okay, so maybe I would still fit in the Scooby-Doo world because that wouldn't be my first thing. Like, what the heck is this garbage? And I start poking it first. I'd probably be like, oh, come on, clean it up. And then I remember, I'm on the second floor. No one's above me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't have any, like, negative memories against um, whatever it's called. Scooby-Doo. It was like, but when I remember Scooby Doo, I pretty much like it comes to mind um, immediately connected with uh, going and visiting my grandmother because mm -hmm. <laughs> like it would always be on. So like it, it doesn't translate to me as a Saturday morning cartoon, which like like, but I'm I'm not I'm pretty sure it was, uh, but it's like it always translated itself as like, oh, we're going to my grandmother's house and she has cable. So mom would talk to her mom and we watch Scooby-Doo and two angry beavers and two stupid dogs. <laughs> like all the really dumb <laughs> Angry TV beavers show. was a great show too. <laughs> <laughs> so. Great. There's another one that I wanted to put on here that I saw on multiple Saturday morning lists, but I didn't, I've, always attributed it to a, a regular afternoon day when I got back from the beach, which was Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't watch that as a Saturday morning. I think I just watched that on Nickelodeon. Yeah, so. Hello, Heffa. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fun show. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Scooby-Doo. I don't know if you do. Uh, nothing that, like, stands out other than it's probably, like, I know I said I, I watched and digested a lot of Pokemon. Like, I watched the original animated series and I watched a handful of the movies. I also still own the first movie soundtrack. Whether or not I can find it, I don't know. But I know <laughs> in one of my laptops I did upload the album to it so I could listen to it digitally. But <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I think Scooby-Doo as a whole entire series, I probably watched more of it considering it was what like in this late 60s is when it came out and then yeah, they kind of like 
after that they had like i think i watched what's new scooby-doo for a little bit and i also watched a pup named scooby-doo for a little bit which uh I almost put Tiny Toons as my runner-up, if you remember that. Yes, yeah, I do remember Tiny Toons. Yeah, so pup, a pup named Scooby-Doo is like Tiny Toons, but yeah. Scooby-Doo. It's, <laughs> it's really funny, like, now that I'm remembering this, because it's like a lot of the shows you're mentioning, like, I know of them, but they were also, like, the cable channel shows. <laughs> and I was like, I, like, I didn't have cable until after I didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons. Which is why I'm like, I don't know, probably a lot of these are going to be the same. But um, yeah, I don't know when you had, if you had cable growing up. Yeah, all the time. Cable. Yeah, as so, soon as Saturday morning cartoons ended, I swapped over to like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Yeah, like I didn't have that option. It was like the news came on, I'm going outside now. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, my, uh, my runner up. It's my runner-up because I actually haven't watched this, and like, and like I, when it was originally airing, but I've watched it later, and it still cracks me up to this day. And uh, it's, and I, I looked it up, and it said that it was shown on, it was on multiple Saturday morning cartoon websites of like this ranks up there, and it's Freakazoid. I did not watch Freakazoid. I recognized the art for it, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I'm just going to read the background a little bit because, like, I've watched a few episodes and it, it cracks me up. But, um, so pretty much, uh, it says the show's title character is the superhero's alter ego of a geeky 16 year old, later changed to 17 year old, uh, Dexter Douglas, who attends, uh, attends some high school. His name is a parody of various other superheroes. Oh man, does this not just give? I don't want that. Like, where's the lore button? <laughs> <laughs> Who is but, you? Yeah. Um. Anyway, this is. We'll just read this. So yeah, he gains. The way he gets his powers is from a computer bug activated by a secret sequence that must be typed in, and <laughs> that. Uh, so yeah, he gets his. He gets his superpowers from the internet, and like he pretty much his whole thing. He's like the mask. If people are familiar with the mask and um and just like he's just like crazy and just like breaks the fourth wall he's like he's like deadpool before deadpool became what deadpool is now (laughs) that made sense because original deadpool was just an angry dude that just could shoot guns and revive pretty much and then he then he went nuts but um but yeah so pretty much he just tries to like delete this um this like internet like virus thing and then from there he gets infected with it and gains as it says on the wikipedia he uh, becomes absorbed into his computer instantly gaining all information on the internet which gives him enhanced uh strength and endurance extraordinary speed and agility and and negible amounts of sanity uh and so pretty much he's just crazy and all this stuff and it's just like i remember the episode the first episode i watched um that just cracked me up where um i'm glad i muted this because <laughs> my phone just went off um <laughs> it's, uh he got invited to um to to prom or like he was supposed to go to prom but like 
he didn't get a date and so he's like well i'm not gonna go and he's just sitting at home and then like terrorists decided to go attack the prom or no bank robbers went into the thing and they were hiding out in the prom holding everyone um at hostage and so he's like well i gotta go help them and so what he just says is like he, he has like a line that he says if he becomes freakazoid and then he travels through the internet and gets there and so i think what he ends up doing is like calling the school and he's just like um and they're like what the heck and they pick it up and they're just like he just travels through the phone line he's like i'm here now and then just annoys and like annoys the bank robbers to the point of just giving up and running out and they just like constantly just it it's literally looney tunes like stuff where like they're just shooting him and like nothing happens he's like he's like invincible i don't know if he actually ever gets hurt <laughs> but <laughs> except for his feelings and but then he's just like just totally like looney tunes his way to like kick the like just destroy crime and apparently there's like a whole bunch of episodes um like scrolling down to the episode section okay there's two seasons so 14 episodes and one so 25 episodes altogether it looks like and like i haven't watched them all but it's just like it's just i don't know just off the wall silliness and and comedy while fighting or not fighting but just like taking care of like issues <laughs> like of just fight. like i don't even know if the show ever gets like to a seriousness but like it, it's also in the same vein as like the animaniacs and tiny tune adventures and pinky in the brain i might have just read that off of the wikipedia but <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's in that same wheelhouse where it's just like they took the humor and like like uh just the storytelling of those characters and put them into um just one character who still shows like and he has the ability to break the fourth wall so he'll just show up in other other people's like shows um but as i said like i don't know a lot about him and i didn't watch freakazoid when it first came out but it like watching it like what they have episodes on youtube and it just i don't know it just made me laugh watching it because it's like he gets oh <laughs> he gets like he gets internet powers and like it at that time when i came out it was dial-up internet but <laughs> he still was able to like zap around and move around like lightning and just <laughs> i don't know it was just it, it made me laugh to this day and i was like that's a runner-up i wouldn't mind watching the rest of these at some point definitely like, what are these yeah, it definitely okay. sounds entertaining. Uh, here's an interesting tidbit, at least from the wiki. It says apparently the one of the creators originally wanted it to be like a straightforward superhero action adventure uh, with just like comic overtones. But Spielberg asked uh, the Animaniacs team and the other guy to try and turn it into straight up comedy. Mm-hmm. Which it makes it stand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it uses slapstick, fourth wall firings, parody, surreal humor, and pop culture references. I wonder how those age. <laughs> I don't know, like, because since <laughs> I was alive at that point, some of them still made me laugh. <laughs> so it's, like, I don't know. It, it's, like, a segment of time. 
I I don't know how well it was received when it came out because like 95 like I know why I wasn't because and I also know so like it, it came out in 1995 on the WV but then it in 1997 when I would have been watching Saturday morning cartoons it got moved over to Cartoon Network yeah it looks like they said that they wanted a younger audience but the demographic ended up being um older than they originally expected yeah it's also apparently they wanted to make a third season but it was too expensive hmm. oh well at least it's not like um it's not oh, teen titans in 2000 sorry in 2006 freakazoid was one of the shows scheduled to be broadcast on the aol broadband channel what was that <laughs> that was a thing didn't see that into tv was a website offering ad-supported streaming video of classic tv shows in the usa only it was operated by aol time warner as an outlet for the company's archival television programming sorry it's all good I was that fine. was just a fascinating fact for me <laughs> yeah well apparently he teams up with yakko wacko dot in the brain <laughs> yeah the one of the writers is the writer for the animaniacs yeah and one of the writer well one of the creators is the dc uh, comic guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> which hey guys might be a spoiler of what my next thing is <laughs> so let's see was he a writer or a creator he was a creator so anyway but yeah it's uh Sorry, I'm just looking at the other creator, and that's not a very appeasing picture he has on his Wikipedia. Well, he has no control. Is yep. is up to the internet. I'm also just looking at like the villains that he faced or the enemies. There's a character named Handman. <laughs> Freakazoid's brief right hand man, quite literally. Oh, I remember this. It was just a face painted on his hand, and it would talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah that's that's how uh the prom episode ended where he was just like since no one wanted to be his date he just put a wig on his right hand and was like okay here's my date and then just started making out with his hand and that's where that episode ends as it should oh sorry no there's hand girl which is his other hand <laughs> and they started kissing and he's just like what are you guys looking at <laughs> just like that's how the episode ends Um, but yeah, there's just like invisible, invisible, an invisible smart mouth pharaoh. There's only <laughs> okay, so he's just a walking Anubis staff. <laughs> All right, there's some really fun characters. There's <laughs> there's a character villain called Deadpan, a plain looking, almost blank faced female supervillain with a monotonous voice. She's a shapeshifter who once tried to conquer Washington by transforming into Freakazoid. <laughs> all right, yeah, but that's all I have to say about it. Like, um, fun. It's a it's a real fun show. Like, worth giving giving a look on an Amazon, not on Amazon, on a uh, YouTube, uh, for a laugh. I only know one episode off the top of my head, so yeah. So, Hop, what is your number one? My number one is Recess. This was 
this was my runner up until I remembered that my number one was a Saturday morning cartoon. So it was <laughs> it was almost on there. Yeah, I don't know. Something about recess. I don't know if it was the writing or the characters or just the combination of it. It's just really good. And it feels like another show where if I try to explain it to you, it doesn't sound good. Cause like True, reading yeah. reading through the wiki, it's right in that it's six fourth graders hang out at recess and try to topple the monarchy. <laughs> King Bob. Yeah, like... Well, yeah, that... King Bob was, was there. I like how each grade, like, perfect, like, the way they show them perfectly shows that grade, I feel. Like. Oh, yeah, the way that they felt about themselves relative to the other ages. But yeah, like, if you look on the wiki, it says, um, yeah, it gives you the synopsis. It talks about King Bob being the king sixth grader who has royal decrees. But it says that recess is illustrated to be a symbol of freedom where the children can express themselves and develop meaningful relationships, which sounds boring, but that's exactly what happens each episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like something about the show, they also just do a really good job of going between the different characters. Like one episode I remember, uh, there's a character named Spinelli and they only mm-hmm. know her as Spinelli for the longest time because there's a group called- Oh, I know what episode. Yeah, there's a group <laughs> called the Ashleys where all the girls are named Ashley and are very like, I don't talk to you unless you're an Ashley kind of thing. Well, they're supposed to be like the hot preppy ones, yeah. right? Yeah, and then uh, like Mean Girls. And then you find out Spinelli's first name is Ashley. <laughs> and then it turns into this whole like thing. She's like, I'm not like them. But then they're trying to make me part of the group because I have the name. Who am I? And it does like that whole. I, mm-hmm. It's not a full arc, but it's like that. I don't know. There, there's another line in the wiki that says uh, where the characters are seeking a rational balance between individuality and social order. And I feel like that episode's a good example where, like, she knows she's not like them, but everyone's like, no, you're just an Ashley. We can't hang out with you. You have to go hang out with the Ashleys because the Ashleys have said that only Ashleys hang out with Ashleys. (laughs) And she's like, but I don't like girly things and I like sports and I... There's also the episode where the main Ashley kicks a kickball and it lands in China and I think it's like an attack. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I think is Vince. Yeah, Vince is the the sports character. Mm -hmm. He's like, he starts having like, like a crisis of who he is because he's the sports guy. And And she hits it better. Yeah. Yeah. She just kicks it by accident to a military base. And then I think it comes back to that episode. And we're like, what is this? (laughs) So, yeah. And I think they do a good job of doing like really different types of characters. Like they had the tattletale who everyone just called, um, he was the weasel, right? That was his like nickname. Cause he had a notepad. He was like, Oh, I'm telling the teacher. And like, taking every note this is finster (laughs) yeah but yeah like the main characters there's tj who's the uh i'm a public speaker but everyone else is like tj you're going crazy you need to step back and he's like what do you mean we're getting what we want and they're like no 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 (laughs) (laughs) like he gets balanced out yeah vince is the sporty guy who's like competitive and like cares about uh that kind of stuff uh spinelli is that um tomboy girl of the group 
Let's see who She's is a it? very distinct voice. Yes, Gretchen I'm... is the uh, super smart like child prodigy, but she like is very like particular about things she likes, and she doesn't always like get along with everybody else. Um, is Mikey? Oh yeah, Mikey. Is Mikey's the big one. The the gentle giant. <laughs> yes. The whole like uh, he's a very big kid, but he's the the sweetest kid. But he has another voice, which I'm just, I scrolled down to the cast and characters, and his singing voice is another character, where he has this opera scene voice, <laughs> and everyone's like, that is amazing. Oh, yeah, and then Gus is the uh, the kid, kid that moves around a lot, so he doesn't really make a lot of friends. Yeah. Isn't he like, uh, he's like, he's the, like a military kid? Yeah, yeah, he's part of a military family. That's why he has like a particular haircut and outfit. It just read in this thing. He's exceptionally skilled at dodgeball and once feared at another school as El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> He's so small. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, this show, I don't know. I just felt like... It didn't, I don't think it spoke to me in particular, but I felt like I kind of liked the idea of seeing kids that were around the same age as me doing really cool things that were almost like what adults would do. <laughs> If that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Like, I, I also, like, I remember liking the TV show, but then the movie. I don't remember if I watched the movies. The movie. There's a number uh, of them, actually. Yeah, I, I see that. I just only know School's Out, where it's, like, summer vacation, and then everyone else goes to camp except for TJ, and he's, like, at home, and everyone thinks he's just going crazy, but he's, like, no, I saw a laser come out of the, the roof of the gym and shoot the moon. <laughs> it's like, and like, it's a little bit like fantastical, but it's like, it, it's, there's like legit character growth in that movie to which I think, I don't know if there was seasons after this, but like, it wasn't like one of those, those standalone movies. Like, I feel like if I remember correctly, there's like the relationship, even though there was still like, a little bit of butting head between TJ and Principal Prickly. Like, in that movie, they literally come together and, like, he un- he understands, like... Well, no, no, this was after the show was supposed to end because at that point, like... That's the end they of beco- the... They become fifth graders. Yeah. So... But, yeah, they... But it was, like, de- de- bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> definitely one of those things where it was cool where it's just, like, the whole show... uh Finkley, I gotta scroll down to what their characters name were. Uh, Principal Prickly and uh, Miss Finster, uh, Randall. That was the name of the the kid that was the snitch. Um, and like the those were your main like people that were just like they they were your antagonists. Your, they weren't like really villains, but they were always like the ones that are like ah, <laughs> how dare they? Um, but like in this in the movie it just shows like no like we legit care for you kids and we want them to take care of you we want you to have summer vacation like we we don't want this whole plan going on and it's just like that group i think especially tj's like oh okay and it's just like at the end of the movie they're both like yeah we know we're gonna be like we're still going to like have our issues but it's like there was like a connection i felt like so I don't know. I think that was also cool because, like, if I feel like any other show that came out that time, like, adults and kids would be butting heads. Even nowadays, like, 
it, the kids yeah. would be the smart ones and like the adults would be idiots and it's like no like there was the message of hey trust us like we're older we have a little bit more experience and we can help you out so mm-hmm. looking yeah. yeah looking at it it looks like the movie came is definitely like the end of the series because the last episode aired like november of 2001 and the movie came out in theaters in february of 2001 Mm -hmm. so yeah and then but it does look like they did other movies like there is a movie called taking the fifth grade which i don't remember yeah i don't remember any of these other movies there's (laughs) like there looks like there's a christmas oh yeah it's literally says recess christmas all grown down it sounds like the opposite of the rugrats yeah is that making fun of the rugrats one um no yeah so it looks yeah. like someone wrote about the recess as the show in a book <laughs> looking at the wiki saying that it's a an adult cartoon passed off as children's entertainment and i guess it really is in the same way that like if you watch adventure time it's got these like themes and topics you're like you could watch it as an adult and you're like oh huh interesting so i guess mm-hmm. it's like how you said like in the movie instead of it just being the whole like the kids are smarter and have to save the world you have that like cooperation that ends up happening between adults and the kids to remind them like yeah we don't always get along but <laughs> we're not trying to get in your way mm-hmm. yeah so it, it was interesting i also really like how the kindergarteners are just tribal savage people oh just screaming <laughs> yeah but like they literally have war paint and spears <laughs> And, like, they're like, yeah, don't go in there. No one go in there. And it's, like, when they become first grade, I think it shows, like, in one of the episodes, like, a first, a kindergartner becoming a first grader. Like, uh, 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 oh, hi. <laughs> and they're, like, civilized. <laughs> and they're just, like. But it's, like, I think every time they show the kindergartners and, like, a teacher, they're always just being overrun and, like, <laughs> pretty much just tied to a stick and just, like, yeah, wasn't like, <laughs> didn't, wasn't there only one teacher that kindergartners didn't bully? It was the really nice lady that like was friends with uh, the kids. Uh, was what it, was her name? Was it the main teacher? F- fourth grade teacher. Yeah, Groski or Gro- I, I just saw it. Yeah, it says it's, that she. Uh, everyone basically said she was a hippie. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because on the movie she's like knows kung fu. <laughs> it says here that she also moonlights as a magician. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember all of that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's like, Recess was definitely a fun show. And it's, uh, like, I don't remember any lessons I learned from it, but it's like, it's still, like, I don't know. Compared to at least shows that I see that come out now where it's just, like, like, yeah, the theme song, like, I can still hear the theme song as well. But uh, it's, um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I feel like the it it's shown like as you said like the description is good and there's no I didn't realize it took place in Arkansas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like uh, it, it's definitely one of those things where it's like yeah if you explain it's like yeah it's it's fourth graders learning to like as they grow as people like well who wants to watch that but it's like it's um it's smarter than it yeah. sounds. <laughs> Yeah, like, but it, it's like, but it's it also, not so heavy. Yeah, but it, I guess it's like, it, it does show like healthy relationships. And it's just like, when anyone gets out of line, like, the whole group calls them out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. 
it's a, a good stuff. I might want to try and rewatch it. I don't know if I should watch all the films, but uh, there was another th- interesting thing in the wiki. There was a show on Disney I used to like a lot, the Lilo and Stitch series. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and <laughs> apparently the there was a crossover with Recess and Lilo and Stitch that I do not remember. Me neither. Cleakley <laughs> was one of my favorite characters for a while. I think I just like that uh, voice actor's voice. Which one? Sorry. Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch. He's got like a... Uh, Which one's that? Uh, the one-eyed alien. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... The one-eyed alien with two tongues. Yeah. It's like it's not high-pitched, <laughs> but it's very like sing-songy almost, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was another fun show. The Lilo and Stitch TV show. And it was a good branch from the Lilo and Stitch movie because they didn't try to like yeah. make a show about the movie. They're just like, wait, if he's number 50 something. 656. Or 656, yes. Then there's. Like, you know what they wanted to make, but they're like, well, we can't. Or no, it was, six, was it 626? I don't know. It was 6 something 6. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but that does leave the door open for like so many other experiments. Yeah. And then there was the other when uh, <laughs> the evil scientist is like, they're like, wait a second, what's this one? It's not in the database. He's like, oh yeah, that's like six two seven. You made another one. He's like, I'm an evil scientist. What do you expect? Is it the one that eats <laughs> and, sandwiches? <laughs> I forgot what number. No, is the one no, that eats no. Sandwiches. That's that's the one I think right before him. The one right after him is literally better at stitch at everything, except when you tell a joke, no matter how bad it is, he just dies laughing. <laughs> I would make that for myself. So when I feel bad, I tell joke and he just laughs. <laughs> but like that's how they beat him. Is just like Stitch, or, or it's just like, or it's just like failures. So like the way I, I remember Stitch beats him is that like he just like does. Uh, is it like, slapstick comedy or something? Yeah, pretty much slapstick where he just like whiffs like terribly and just like <laughs> falls on his face and like punches himself and like all this stuff like not really hurting himself but the dude is like just dying laughing and he just like sneaks up and puts handcuffs on him yeah (laughs) so he can't break out (laughs) so yeah so many good shows yes all right right. so uh, i think i can guess your number one since you already kind of little hint of it do you want to guess is it the dc animated series it is a dc animated oh it's a dc animated because you already mentioned the Batman one for a childhood one. Well, guess what? It's getting <laughs> mentioned again. <laughs> Did you just... Re- oh, yeah. We couldn't remember what your number one was. So we- offline, we had a discussion like, is this going to be too close to childhood cartoons? I was like, well, my definition for Saturday morning one is a little different. And all of mine were like on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. So I think I'm fine. And we could not remember your number one. Yep, well, guess what? It's getting mentioned again. Batman animated series. Batman Beyond. <laughs> oh, right. There is a Batman animated series. Sorry. But yeah. Batman Beyond is a different Batman one. Batman Beyond. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to hear it talked more about it, go look up the childhood, I almost said video games, childhood uh, <laughs> cartoon series. Um, but yeah, Batman Beyond is is great. Um, uh, like Since we just got off talking about um, relationships, I guess, it, this this uh batman beyond i feel is another good um episode a good show that shows relationships between two people because like everyone knows batman like or i shouldn't say everyone but like 
I feel like anyone that looks in, at superheroes or anything knows Batman and then looks a little bit into DC realize Batman is really bad at families. <laughs> like he like there's the bat family and they're just like all over the place they all at different points hate him pretty much and like they it's pretty much like bruce is like well i'm gonna take these orphans under my wing and help them pretty much get revenge and then pretty much like let's like let me help you like grow as as a person which turns out when you have an a broken person that goes around and punches people in his off time as his <laughs> billionaire superhero probably isn't the best like um example and it's like batman beyond um tim not tim drake something drake is it tim drake is that the scroll one? down terry mcginnis tim drake is a is another robin <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah terry mcginnis like he like he's older like he i would say he's like maybe sophomore he's in college pretty much and uh so like he's not like and like he's in the future and understands all this stuff but it's like he's pretty much this punk kid and like he pretty much by accident finds the bat cave and like by like it's by pure accident and then like he pretty much like tries to convince bruce like dude like can you help me and all this stuff and bruce like no i'm flipping old like i'm 90 (laughs) years old man just (laughs) let me (laughs) let me rot in my mansion alone and it's just through terry like pretty much constantly annoying him in the first episode even to the point of stealing the suit that kind of forces like uh bruce to pretty much like go back on his thing because it starts off like where this is probably one of the issues that I have with um, the Batman movies now, where, like, some of his gear is literal guns. Mm. And, like, Batman, like, and it's just like, no, like, Batman is super not okay with guns. And, like, there's a part in the comic where he he has, like, Superman, like, is going crazy, and, like, he gives him this kryptonite bullet, and he's like, if I, if I can't be controlled, I give this to you because I know you'll be able to stop me from going nuts or whatever. And so while he's, like, grappled onto Superman, flying, like, almost into a building, he's still like, do I really want to pull this trigger? Like, because this goes against everything that I am. And in the comic, and sorry, in the Batman Beyond, it shows that where, like, he's just old and can't keep up with villains and pull like, punches a dude and then grabs the gun and is about to shoot the criminal. And he's like, yeah, if this is against everything that I am, I'm no longer Batman. And then Batman just disappears. Until 20 years later, which I think the creator said, Batman Beyond is always 20 years in the future, no matter what time period it is. <laughs> always 20 plus. Yeah. So, um, and then he gets, he meets Terry McGinnis, and, like, it's a very similar story where, like, his, he didn't get both his parents killed, but uh, his dad dies, which... It's very unclear if his parents were together or like, or if they broke up or divorced or whatever. It's it's not very clear because they both live in two different places, and it might have just been like just an overlook in the storytelling. And but uh, he, but pretty much like through, um, yeah, he gets Bruce Wayne like Bruce Wayne just sees that and he's like fine we'll do this one case and then at the end of the thing it's just like 
you know what, Batman should probably come back. And so the whole, not the whole show, but it shows it a lot in the first season, is this progression of trusting each other and training Terry to pretty much be the next Batman while, like, Bruce learning to trust and then these other villains that from Bruce's past start to come up as well. And it just shows, like, how Terry is different from Bruce and how, like, Bruce needs to realize that and not try to force Terry into this Batman mold that he built up for years. Like, the movie shows this really well because the Joker comes back. Um, and that's, like, like, that's spoiler territory that I don't want to get into. <laughs> but it's, like, there's the big issue where he tries to face the Joker like Bruce would. And it doesn't work because he's not Bruce. And so he's just, like... He pretty much just out Joker's Joker by telling jokes and going around and gets Joker like just super pissed off because he's like, "This is not Batman." He's like, "I'm not Batman," and then he's just like, "He's like," and then I think they dropped like the the title and he's like, "I'm Batman Beyond" and like just whatever. Dun, dun, dun. And it, yeah, but it's uh, but it it's one of those shows that show I I believe is just shows good character growth at between two people. And, like, as it goes on to the comics and stuff, it, it continues that. Um, I I don't think season two and three really show a lot of the character growth because it kind of went to, like, oh, man, villain of the week, and that's kind of where it ends. And so, but, like, the first season of Batman Beyond, I think, is, is just really, really cool. Um, and it, it just... It shows like that trust and everything. And the other neat thing is that the Bruce, the voice of Bruce Wayne, is the voice of the Bruce, uh, well, of Batman in the original, like not the original, but the like, the Batman Adventures, Kevin mm-hmm. Conroy. So like they got him to come back, and it was it was pretty neat. Like it's it's just a really cool show. Like I I can see Jr. just like he's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, but I already talked a lot about Bruce, uh, Bruce Batman Beyond, and. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't remember, and I, I was like, I probably should just listen back, but I didn't. It's fine, <laughs> but I also just realized the time. We might not actually have time for yeah. quizzes this week, which is fine, because we couldn't so. find a good yeah, one. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't <laughs> any that I was really sold on. We talked a lot about Pokemon, and and, and uh, the, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff, but it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So, all right, well then. Uh, yeah, so do you want to just do the recap on your episodes? Yeah, so uh, first we did the worst ones. Did, yeah. mm-hmm. My dishonorable mention was Digimon because I'm biased. Uh, my runner-up <laughs> worst was Smurfs, and my actual worst was New Adventures of Madeline. For my best, my third place was Pokemon. <laughs> then <laughs> runner-up Scooby-Doo and number one Recess. Uh, and, oops. Sorry. Um trying to move the thing while you were talking i messed up <laughs> um my bad was pokemon and digimon actually sorry this got switched cubics was my runner up pokemon <laughs> and digimon were my number one worst ones um followed by freakazoid as my runner up best and batman batman beyond as my best hey guys i'm just gonna say if you even care about my opinions batman beyond made it my number one i might be biased but i'm okay with that so um oh are you moving it now i i can i can do this 
Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, now's yeah. the part where. Oh yeah. Well, I lost, so I roll, right? Yeah, so yeah, in this part, we get to roll more dice. Uh, for anyone that isn't familiar, we roll a d10 to see what our next voting topic is. We know that Beatles songs lost last week, so now that's competing against. This is, this. Beatles has lost twice, so this is the last time for Beatles. And oh boy, no, the I rolled a five, so we are talking. Well, we are voting about robots. Robots. Your favorite robot could have a robot. I, I will yeah. not judge. No judgment here. <laughs> I I realize that's like a an inside joke for my channel because when I was playing near Automata, everyone was like, "Do this thing." She explodes, and then it's like pretty much her dress disappears and everyone's like now you can see your butt and i'm like i'm not here to look at robots i'm here to swing swords <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever i would play near automata i would be like time to play the robot game so yeah uh pretty much after this episode we will have a voting topic over at pointless disco uh, twitter.com slash pointless disco um where you can vote between Beatles songs or robots um and yeah should be a great time um i don't remember if there's anything else we say at the end okay yeah so <laughs> thank you everyone for listening in to another episode of pointless discourse um if you ever want to keep in touch with us uh i guess the easiest way is either we both stream on twitch um if you would like to if you listen to this in an audio format and would like to participate like live with the audience, you've heard us kind of bring in things from chat as the stream or as a recording has been going on. Um, we air this Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, and we set up a multi-stream so you can see both of our chats going on at once for, um, for that. Otherwise, um, if you have any feedback, like we did give Dizzy a shout out in the beginning for mentioning us on Twitter, which we always appreciate. We'll be sure to shout you out if you want to, you know, add us on Twitter with anything about the episode that you thought was great. Uh, or if you leave any comments or reviews, we'd also love to see screenshots of that because we don't know how to find them. <laughs> and that being said, I think I, I did learn how to get it actually on iTunes or like there's something that we would probably have to do. So I'm going to look into that. Hopefully might be something I have to do after I move. But. Yeah, and that's fine because I know I'm behind. Uh, we also try to upload these episodes on a YouTube if you prefer the YouTube format, but I've been very much behind on that, and I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's okay. Life happens. Yeah, so also any comments on there, we would also be kind enough to shout out. And yeah, I think that's most of our wrap-up. Like D-Pain said, we'll have our quiz, our poll up on Twitter for you to vote for our next topics. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. Now, I do have a fun story that you might get a kick out of, which I'm not sure if you saw it on, on the Twitters when it happened. Um, I got called out by the World of Horror guy. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Because I was like, oh, Rainbow and uh, D-Pain are having a conversation about the World of Horror update. Cool. But then I realized, like, I saw a reply that was like, it's been there since the beginning. And I was like, wait, yep. what is this conversation? <laughs> so, but, like, that's the thing, like,
Rainbow always like ats me because I miss it. Like, mm-hmm. there's I don't know. Like, I only get on Twitter like maybe a couple times a day, and so which I'm really glad for. So if she's listening to this part when I put it in the outro. I'm really thankful for it. <laughs> don't like, <laughs> and I'm not mad at the. Okay, thanks, man. Um, I'm not mad at the interaction. I find it funny, but it's just like, um, all it was was uh, a picture of. A screenshot where it was four colors and for people who never played world of horror there's one bit and two bits and the you only you don't get a lot of colors in in those things it's part of its charm yeah um so and the picture was it had four color palettes and so my brain looked at it and was like oh four color palettes and i i was like i'll be a little sarcastic make a joke but at the same time, I'll cover myself to make sure I <laughs> haven't missed anything. And I was like, oh, man, four color palettes. Just think of all the horror stories that could be told now. Like, tongue and cheek, ha, ha, ha. And then, uh, and then in parentheses, I wrote next to it, I really hope that four color palettes were not introduced at an earlier date, and I missed it, <laughs> to where the creator of the game goes and comments, hey, guy, um, they've been on there since the beginning. <laughs> and well, I'm there, like, there it goes. And I was like, oh. like, oh. So I was like, well, I have to say something now. To so where my response was, uh, something on the lines of, the true horror is truly my lack of basic observation in those menus. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone liked it, and I still get likes, and I'm like, uh, let this go. <laughs> yeah, like it's interesting what ends up like on social media tends to like get attention. I think my most liked tweet is it was like a thread for Animal Crossing that was um, put your selfie and your Animal Crossing twin villager. And I like I made a comment that like about something about her personality because I didn't know who the character was, and like Stinky. I think that. <laughs> no, I think it's it was like Gail the alligator has the same birthday as me, and it was um, I might got I might have gotten that completely wrong, but like that I'm got like, at, by the end of it, it was like at sixty three likes. I was like, what? <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> I put no effort. 